0: To the Fancy Football Heroes, as always, I'm your host, Ernesto Santana, and I'm joined by my co-host Aaron Bergeron. Bonjour. Today we've got your top 10 quarterbacks hanging into the 2019 season. Some news and notes, and just a bit of insight into our strategy when it comes to drafting a QB. But first, a quick question: Who is a player that you are changing your opinion on lately? someone that you're higher or lower on than you were leading up to the preseason.
1: So I'm going to go here and go someone that I was super high on coming into the end of last season and on the off season. And the more and more I read, the more and more I hear I am not touching carry Johnson. And I had him on my team last year and he was obviously injured. And at the second half of the season, he really picked it up and I got super excited about him. And there's a lot of talk, you know, uh, the has left and a lot of people are super excited, thinking that he's going to be the bell cow and, you know, new offensive scheme, second year under Patricia. I, I'm i still not touching him. Um, and I know a lot of people are high on him. I think he's drafting somewhere in like the low teens as yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of running backs, but uh, I will not take him at the ADP. And I will tell you why it's because year after year, We've gone through Joyc Bell. We've gone through um, Amir, Abdullah. Am- Amir Abdullah. Every time that we're hyped up for a Lions running back, it ends uh, so disappointingly. And I just Matt Stafford throws the ball, and until he stops throwing the ball for stupid number of attempts, I just I don't want any Lions running backs. I I feel like last year, looking back at the numbers, um, he never really had RB one games um he just had rb2 games and it's like i think if you're going to draft that high if you're drafting you know a top 20 running back you want him to be putting up rb1 numbers consistently and even with theoretic gone um they did sign cj anderson it does not matter he could be the bell cow and get 30 carries a game which he will absolutely I mean, not get i do not that's want
0: interesting that is a hot take i'm not gonna lie I think That's a lot of, the, well, you're right about, he only really had RB2 games. Um, a lot of the the lore behind carry-on is you saw flashes of talent and uh, a, a running back who can be Todd Gurley-like, a great pass catcher. So there's, I think people are buying into the talent. They're buying into the, the opportunity with Theo Riddick leaving and him taking over the backfield. But I can see where you're coming from with, with it really doesn't fit their offensive scheme to have a bell uh, running back. I am also going at the running back position. I'm actually going higher here. Uh, and my guy is actually Tevin Coleman of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Tevin Coleman is someone that you can get for an absolute steal right now in drafts. He's going in the fifth round around guys like Lamar Miller, Kenyon Drake, James White, and uh, Darius Geis. You have him reuniting with Kyle Shanahan, Um, but now you have him in a lead role. He was your RB19 last season after he had to step up and replace Devonta Freeman. And for me in San Francisco, outside of George Kittle, you have a bunch of developing receiving co- options. So I fully see the 49ers leading into that running games for, for a decent chunk of their snaps. Um Yes, Matt, Matt Breed is still in the backfield, but last season you had his health issues. You have Jarek McKinnon more than likely starting the season on the IR. Raheem Moshert uh, got banged up in their preseason game against Dallas. So, I mean, I have, I have Tevin Coleman locked in for a top 20 running back with, with top 12 upsides.
1: That's also a hot take.
0: I don't think it's that hot of a take.
1: I... I want to see the San Francisco 49ers perform well under Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like Tevin Coleman definitely has a talent. Um, don't know, um, if I'd draft him over Ingram or Josh Jacobs or Chris Carson, um, assuming that's who you're talking about taking him over. Uh, obviously you're not going to take him over David Montgomery. um,
0: no, I'm. in uh, in I mean he's he's going in the fifth round sure. around the guys. Yeah. That met, like, so I mean, would you have him over Lamar Miller? Uh, no. Tevin Cole, Tevin Col you no know Lamar Miller even with Duke Johnson coming in.
1: Uh, uh, Lamar Miller is more of a between the between the tackles carrying the ball. He's not really the pass catcher.
0: We'll see. He's he's a big volume guy, but we'll see. But I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. So. Uh Tevin Coleman is a steal for me at, in the fifth round. I'd much rather have him than any of, the, any of those guys. Um Especially, uh, I mean, Lamar Miller was the one guy who I might have taken over Tevin Coleman, but with Duke Johnson coming in, it doesn't really eat into Lamar Miller's carries, in my opinion. It just meet, eats into his opportunity. I think all the passing down work is going to go Duke Johnson because he's an absolute weapon when it comes to that role. So, well, We'll see how things shake out. Um, That being said, let's get into the news and notes. Speaking about the aforementioned Kenyon Drake, uh, he was seen in a walking boot on Wednesday after leaving Tuesday's practice early with an injury. It could be something minor like uh, Derek Henry's was, Uh, but I've said before that I think Kalen Bellage is a better value in the backfield, especially where he is ADP wise. I mean, there's six rounds apart ADP wise. And uh, as our resident dolphins fan, Wayne, what are your expectations from the backfield of Miami?
1: Uh, I don't <laughs> want to touch it at all. Um, I read as a dolphins fan, I did look into this. I read that Kenyon Drake is fine. Yeah. He's just taking it, playing it safe. I think it is mm-hmm. very similar to the Dick Henry situation. I don't think it affects his position. Um, I do think that knowledge um, is a good pick as well. I think that they will split. Yeah, I think it'll quite be more of a, a committee. Don't, I think it'll be yeah. very 50-50. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: two other guys that uh, I think are it's going to be pretty 50-50 as far as value goes. Pete Carroll, stay that he wants. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny more involved in the passing game. So definitely boosts the value of both these guys for me. As I mentioned, uh, talking about Lamar Miller, the Houston Texans have acquired Duke Johnson Jr. last week uh, after waiving Deonta Foreman. I think this boost, this boost to Watson for me, since he has a huge weapon when it comes to catching passes out of the backfield now in Duke Johnson. Um, and there will, in my mind, there will definitely be weeks where he gives you fringe RB two production and PPR.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's certainly possibility I feel like I love the Houston offense so he's definitely got that potential
0: the last uh, bit of news talking about quarterbacks Andrew luck is dealing with a calf issue and a slight bone injury issue and will more than likely sit out the remainder of preseason uh you'll see a moment here I mean this this hurt luck for me I previously had him at two and I in fact moved him down to my QB6 I think I mean it hurts his mobility it it makes him more likely to to miss time during the season if he gets injured um do you expect him to miss time at the start of the regular season
1: this i mean we can talk about it when we get to him in our rankings but this for me
0: okay, okay. yeah we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll uh we'll talk about this when we get to our rankings because uh the last blurb of news here is definitely a guy that wayne is chomping the bit to talk about um antonio brown has returned to the raiders facility <laughs> After frostbite and radio silence and a helmet debacle and a few recent tweets. Um, how are you feeling about Antonio Brown these days, Wayne?
1: Look, the guy's an extreme talent. I think...
0: Uh, I think... Let, let, let me ask you this. Because you're, you're becoming captain... I don't want to touch it um, over here. Uh, do you draft Antonio Brown in in somewhere in the fir- in the second round,
1: no absolutely not
0: absolutely not
1: i I still think he's going to get um a lot of garbage time. I still think he plays this season um i just i don't know if he's just doing it to get attention and hard knocks. I don't know if he's doing it to get attention elsewhere. I don't know if he's doing it to make Steelers' fans love him. Or love that they lost him. I don't. I really don't know. I am loving every second of the hilarity that it is. But. <laughs> the
0: crazy, the craziest thing to me it is, is a, I mean I saw a tweet yesterday and it was Antonio Brown. I um I won't play football. I'll retire if I don't get to use my old helmet. NFL, you can't use your mm-hmm. old helmet. Antonio Brown. I'll see you at practice tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, I don't I mean,
1: know. 31 million dollars because he can't wear a helmet. Uh I I'd wear a lot of things for 31 million dollars. So um I I just I don't think he's taking it his his new role seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he knows that he's on a team that does not have the potential that the Steelers had. So, I don't know. Take it for what you will. I I still think if you end up drafting him and he's on your team. I still think he can feel somewhat mm-hmm. confident that he's going to do wide receiver one mm-hmm. numbers, but I just I think there's gonna be weeks where are disappointed. Um and I feel like the risk is now skyrocketed for him to do something else stupid between now and the start of the season. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Um I mean that being said, the other side of that coin is he I mean this stuff is I definitely hurting his ADP. Um, with with a number of fancy football players. So, I mean, if you can get him out of value, sure. uh, and now would be the time. If he falls to me in in the th- in the third round, absolutely, I'm taking Antonio Brown in the third round over David Montgomery.
1: Yeah, if he if he's still there, I would take for him sure. in the third for okay. sure.
0: So let's get into these quarterbacks. I'm you have me. a big gun. You are not the big gun. Tony, don't be oh, jealous. No, it's subtle, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, oh. it's called being a badass. Fine. Leading things off, it's Patrick Mahomes, uh, 5,097 yards on 580 attempts and 50 touchdowns, arguably the top offense in the league the weapons are ridiculous from the pass catching from the pass catching options in the backfield to the number 1 tight end in football and the number 1 wide receiver last season even with regression from the 50 touchdown mark they hit last season i mean he arguably has a few question marks when it comes to his ranking for me um what else can you say about patrick mahomes
1: uh, clear number one for me. I don't think he puts up the numbers he put up last year. I think some of the defenses will have figured him out, but I still think he's on an explosive offense. He's going to have good play calling. Yeah. He's got I weapons. think some of the defense will have figured him out. I think
0: the Chiefs' defense will have figured it out a little more this season. Uh, so he won't have to put out 50 touchdowns. Um At two, we have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, It was a down year for Rodgers, and he was still number six last season, 4,442 yards on 597 attempts and only 25 touchdowns. Uh, You've got Matt LaFleur coming in as the head coach in Green Bay. You have a revitalized running game and emerging talents in Geronimo Allison and MVS, I think I think there's enough here to get a bounce-back season from Rodgers. And I think we see the touchdowns go up for Rodgers. I mean, 25 is the second lowest he's thrown in the last five years, and the first being last season where he threw 16 and only seven games.
1: Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers, tried and true, he's a veteran at this point that you can count on. Last season was a little weird. Um, he's had injury seasons as well, but if he stays healthy, um, I think he's he's... I think he's gonna be very consistent this year. I don't think he'll have huge games, but he he's a smart QB and he's gonna score you the amount of points that you need him to score you every week, as long as he's healthy. And yeah, I think the offense only Mm -hmm. can go up and he still posted pretty good numbers last season. So
0: I think as a whole, this is one of the better offenses that he's played with. For sure. From from top to bottom. So um At three, we have Deshaun Watson, 4,165 yards on 505 attempts and 26 touchdowns. Here's where we see the first display of the two varieties of fantasy-relevant QBs. I mean, you have your, your gunslingers like and Rodgers and Drew Brees on uh, prolific offenses that make their hay through the air. And then you have quarterbacks who kind of fill the gaps on the ground. Watson with 551 yards and five touchdowns on the ground last season. Um, you have Watson at two Wayne. He recently got a bump to four for me um, with the signing of Duke, Duke Johnson. I know we'll get into our strategy when it comes to drafting quarterbacks here in a moment. Um, so that aside, you're sitting there ready to take a quarterback. You have Watson available, you have Rodgers available. And uh, do you take Watson over Rodgers? If so, what put what puts Watson ahead of Rodgers for you?
1: Um I absolutely take Watson over Rodgers. I feel like Watson is a future Hall of Fame QB. If he stays healthy, he I think he's a freak in terms of his skill level. Um he's got stupid, good weapons. Um, I think I love seeing the stat line of when he's got uh, Hopkins, Fuller and Kiki Kuti um, all healthy. He, he posts ridiculous numbers. He, I think last season um, he did not have a game that he was under 50% in terms of completions. And if you look at his stats from his first two season, he's top five in so many of them. I, I think the biggest thing that hurts him for me is their offensive line woes that they've had. Um, I feel like if he had a healthy offensive line, uh, he could rival Mahomes in terms of his ability. I just think he's that good. And he, he showed last season that he can break off some ridiculous runs. I don't know if that's the best option for his health, but he's not afraid to go after it. And he's got some really good talented receivers that he can throw to. And now, like you said, you add Duke Johnson, um, I really like everything about the Houston offense. I do feel like I'm concerned if Fuller or Hopkins or um, even more offensive line issues come up, then he, he hurts himself in terms of where I would see him posting numbers. But I think he has a really great season this season, and I honestly could see him being better than Mahomes if everything goes right. That's how high I am on Watson.
0: Oh, that is high. That is high. Mm-hmm. I don't see that whatsoever. I mean, and it's nothing against Watson. For me, with Watson, I mean the only thing that brings him down for me uh, is <clears throat> it's a the health. B. I mean, he is a mobile quarterback where th- which there's always a risk. And then B. It's th- the weapons around him. Yes, they're they're awesome. You have you have DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller when he's healthy uh Kiki Kuti um he got a little banged up their first game of the preseason um I mean they're they're lackluster at tight end and then you have Lamar Miller Duke Johnson was a huge bump for me so I mean that's that's the only thing when you look at Kansas City you you have you have weapons galore from from top to bottom so that's that's the only separator to me between between Mahomes and Watson it's it's a, if you had if if Deshaun Watson had Patrick Mahomes' weapon, I hands down, him and him and Mahomes would be neck and neck.
1: I think Watson is 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 more talented. That's my that's my yeah. hot take right there. So. I think Mahomes is benefiting from a really good system. Um, Deshaun Watson is making do with a terrible offensive line, and I think he's he's going to break out this season. I like Houston. I think that they're a sneaky good team. They had a bad game in the playoffs last year. Um, give me Watson if I can. We'll talk about our QB strategy, but yeah, if if I'm in a situation where I can get Watson for stupid, stupid good value, I want him absolutely. If I can trade, if I can trade <laughs> to get Watson after he has a couple bad games at the beginning of the season, absolutely, I would
0: look out for those traits. At four, uh, we've got Andrew Luck, the aforementioned Andrew Luck. 4,593 yards on 639 attempts and 39 touchdowns through the air last season. Through the back half of last season, he looked phenomenal. I think the offense is there. Uh, He's been one of the most talented QBs we've had over the last few years. The only issue for me with Andrew Luck is, as I mentioned in the news portion, the health I moved him down to six in my rankings this morning, following the news about the injury concerns. I still think that he plays. Um, it's just alarming to me. I, uh, realistically, uh, is that the only concern for you, Wayne, as of right now?
1: I yeah, I think the health issue is absolutely huge. Um, last season in multiple leagues, I, I. Yep. I drafted <laughs> Luck late. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were concerned that he wouldn't bounce back and it paid dividends for me. I, I love Andrew Luck as a QB. I, f- my biggest concern is the health, and I'm I'm not convinced that it's just a lingering thing that he can shake off after one or two weeks. This reminds me so much of 2017 where we got a little bit of news and we got a little bit more news, and then like halfway through preseason we found out that he's out for the season. I'm very scared if I'm drafting this week. I don't want Luck until I can hear a little bit more. I think it hurts Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton until I can hear anything else because if it's not Andrew Luck, those guys just don't produce the same amount of points. I think Marlon Mack less so than T.Y. Like, T.Y. needs to have Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. Uh, I... I'm very concerned about the situation and I, I want to monitor it very closely. I would love to see him come out and say, yes, he's going to be healthy at some point this season. Like I would, if I can still, if he gets only going to sit out like Mm -hmm. one or two weeks, I still want him to draft him high, but I'm very nervous that this is going to be a, um, a wait. Yeah. We're out like six to eight weeks (laughs) sort of situation. And then at that point, you know, at the, you're not going to draft a qb that's going to miss that much time when other qbs can get similar amounts of points but
0: yeah, yeah not fun <clears throat> especially for the price that you you'd have to pay, you'd have to pay for him exactly
1: if he does stay healthy i yeah i i love him i think he's a great qb and i think he, he he's got a lot of weapons around him as well and i like the colts this year um offensively if
0: he if he stays healthy um and actually plays this season, starts this season at least. I mean, Bar. Even if there is an injury, uh, take that into account. Um, where do you move him down to? Honestly,
1: I, I move him out of the top twelve. I, I think it. We'll talk about it more. We keep saying we, yeah. Or- keep teasing our strategy but qb is such a deep position and the difference between you know the top guy versus the 12 13 14 15 is not as significant as it is for other positions I'll Talk about it later think, it's
0: about it's about less than half
1: yeah it's something that i'm not going to risk it having wasting someone on my bench that's a qb that can't play um i can get somebody else and plug them in and they'll do maybe a little bit worse, but it's not going to be significant enough that I want to hold on to Andrew luck. If I know that he's hurt for even one or two games, it's just not, not something
0: you're not something you're willing to, uh, to do. No, 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 burden. You're no, willing to not, care.
1: like you said, not, okay. not at where I have to draft him. So uh,
0: at five, Matt Ryan, Ryan to me is tricky uh, because you have those MVP candidate years and then you have the scenes where he looks absolutely awful. Um, not just stat line, but watching him on the field, it, it looks like there are two different Matt Ryans. Uh, 4,924 yards on 608 attempts, 35 touchdowns last season. Uh, you have Devontae Freeman returning, who quote-unquote is in is a full go for the regular season, is in great health. Uh, but you lose to having Coleman. Uh, Dirk Cutter rejoins the Falcons as their offensive coordinator. Cutter was, didn't really make a, a real effort to boost the run game in Tampa Bay. And The Falcons were in the bottom nine of rushing offenses in 2014 when Cutter was their OC the last time. Um, to me, the way Dirk runs the offense in combination with the weapons around Ryan, uh, I, th- I think it's safe to have it be an up year for Ryan. If one of the three guys ahead of him, in my opinion, were to get hurt, we could easily see him in that QB2 QB three conversation. He plays the bucks twice. He plays the bucks twice. So Wayne absolutely loves him. Yeah. I
1: think Matt Ryan, I read a weird stat that he plays like almost all of his games this season in domes, or at least like his first, like 11. And if you see his, his win percentage when he's in a dome versus when he's not in a dome, it's stupid. It's stupid. Lopsided. Um, I like Matt Ryan this year.
0: Yeah, I think he has a great year. Um, I mean, you got you can't you can't. For me, it was a question. I can't love Austin Hooper. and I can't love Calvin Ridley. And I can't love Julio Jones, and not like Matt Ryan. Makes sense. So I love all three of those guys. I have to love Matt Ryan um, at six. Baker Mayfield. I have Baker at three this season. Bold, um, and I will tell you why. OBJ, <laughs> Jarvis. Landry, David Njoku, Rashad Higgins, Nick Chubb. I truly believe that the writing is on the wall for the Browns to have a top five offense this season. I think Baker likes to air the ball out. Baker can make plays after, after the firing of Hugh Jackson from week nine on Baker was the QB 10 overall. He was the QB five when it comes to touchdowns. And I think you add a guy like OBJ to that offense. You add the benefit of not having Hugh Jackson there. I don't have the injury worries of Luck or Watson. For me, Baker is almost as safe as they come when it comes to health and touchdown production. What say you, Wayne, about the touted Browns offense?
1: I I still need to see it to believe it. Like it's it's all there, but I. It's there the
0: is 100% going to be a train sound effect right here in the podcast. <laughs> because a hype train <laughs> hope, is a rolling.
1: I hope you're right. That city needs that team to be good. Those are some of the most diehard fans
0: that deal with that. <laughs> it'd be so team bad be, every year. It'd be so bad if they're bad this year. <laughs> it's, I just. They have everything going for them. It'd be so bad. I'd blame the city. You'd have to blame the city at that point. You'd have to blame the city of Cleveland. It's like you
1: put all the good things together.
0: Like Like, fruitcake.
1: It's like fruitcake, though. Fruit, good. Cake, good. Put them together. Nasty crap. crap. Fruitcake is gross. And I just... They have a lot of good weapons, but I need to see them play together. I need to see how they gel and make sure that there's no Brown's curse or whatever the heck's going on up in that city. I, I, I just there's too much risk for me to draft him that high but i would love to see him do well because he certainly for, is capable and for, that for team me has all the pieces for me i
0: mean uh, you can you can't read into preseason realistically until week 3 uh, and mm-hmm. so i really don't but baker played one drive in their game you know and it was you know, against backup, a backup secondary but he walked it down the field with no OBJ, no Jarvis Landry. That is, everything just looked so good. They looked like a well-oiled machine.
1: Look, they play the Bucks week three in preseason, play- so Baker's going to be out there <laughs> for like a full quarter. Going against the Bucks, it's going to just, you can't take that. They that's, play the Bucks once a year,
0: so Wayne only half likes them. Moving on (laughs) at seven, we have Carson Wentz, much like Andrew Luck. The offense is there. The weapons around Carson Wentz are outstanding. Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, the addition of Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. I think the only question mark for me is whether or not he is fully removed from the ACL tear Can he scramble the way he did before he went down? This is one of the guys that you were higher than me on, Wayne. So I'm assuming you see it going well for Wentz this season.
1: Yeah, like I sort of said when we talked about Andrew Luck, I took a risk on him when he came back from injury and it paid off. I think the Eagles is another system where I feel like, I mean, if Nick Foles can win a Super Bowl with that offense, Carson Wentz, I think, is a better talent. And as long as he's half of, You know, not half, but like as long as he's still mostly what he was before the injury, I think that system just allows the QB and the offense to score points. Um, Tons of weapons. They made a lot of changes to their offensive line and added some receivers for him. Um, I just think the system alone helps him be good, Um, and he's he's a better QB than Nick Foles, so I, I like them to do what they can do.
0: I agree. I, a hundred percent, I think if, if he is healthy, love, love Carson Wentz, love Carson Wentz. The only thing that, that, that worries me is, is the health. And so that's, for me, it's, it's much like Andrew Luck where you kind of bury him out of the top 12. I'm i I'm a little less uh, scared off that way, but it, any any way I can be risk adverse um, in one of my top picks, uh, I will take it. So that's that's why it kind of fell for me. At eight, uh, Drew Brees. You've got a prolific offense. He's going to give you the yardage. He's going to give you the touchdowns. Four hundred eighty nine attempts for three thousand nine hundred ninety two yards in thirty two touchdowns in twenty eighteen. The only downside with Drew Brees for me is that Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara are absolute touchdown machines. Um, and he doesn't run the ball unless he has to. Even though his rushing touchdown efficiency last year was insane, he he ran 22 yards, rushed twenty two <laughs> yards for four touchdowns. <laughs> and that is why that's why he's at eight for me. Uh, outside of his his fantastic rush touchdown efficiency. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. I mean, they bring in a guy like Latavius Murray, who for his career has been a goal on guy. Um, he was he was great at it in Minnesota. He he tried to be the workhorse in Oakland. It didn't really pan out, and he he made his hay at the goal line. I mean, you have Alvin Kamara with 14 touchdowns on the ground last season. So I think I I just see the touchdown numbers going down for Drew Brees. I think
1: I think Oakland Oakland. Jeez, I think New Orleans throws a lot more this year, though. I feel like uh, Ingram was sort of the guy who would. Um, you know, take the ball, run it up, and just get flat rushing yards. I feel like oh yeah, with Kamara, they're going to throw it a lot more. Um I think they're going to air it out to their receivers. And yes, Latavius Murray is going to get goal line work.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I, I just feel like his yardage goes up. I, and I honestly feel like touchdowns mm-hmm. are, are going to be fine. Maybe down a little... But yeah, I still that's, like that's, Drew Brees. I mean, that's that's, that's the Drew only Brees thing of me for me is exactly
0: what you said. I think his his middle of the field yardage definitely goes up. It's just the goal line. I mean, you have the uh, the addition of Jared Cook, which is a great adi- addition for him. We talked about him in our tight end rankings, uh, and I mean, it's a step up from Ben Watson. Yeah,
1: I just you you're they're gonna be at the goal line and. You, you think it's going to Latavius Murray, but that's how Drew Brees gets four touchdowns on 22 yards.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, no one, that's no, go no with. running back rivals Drew Brees's rushing touchdown efficiency. <laughs> um, so, so that's, uh, that's why he is at eight, at nine. All right. So nine and 10, this is where, I mean, you can, you can have two guys rotate in and out of, of these two spots here, but the first eight, kind of a lock. Nine and 10, um, he snuck in because I moved him up. And we have Cam Newton. Listen, he had the injury last season. So we didn't see deep threat Cam Newton that that we're used to. Uh, still a top 12 finish, 3,395 yards on 471 attempts and 24 touchdowns. He picked it up a bit on the ground, rushing for 488 and 4. Pardon, Drew is 22 and 4. Uh, But all indications of camp are that we have a healthy Cam Newton going into next season. You have Greg Olson returning the backfield being led by the PPR dominant Christian McCaffrey, emerging talent and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I like 2019 as a bounce back year for Cam. I think what. he comes out strong. He plays 16 games, and when he plays a full season, he's a top-five quarterback, finishing 5, 2, and 1 over the last six seasons when he plays 16 games.
1: He plays Bucks twice a year. I like him.
0: He plays the Bucks twice a year. That's all you have to say for Wayne. Um, yeah, Cam Newton, uh, you can pretty much get him for free right now in drafts. So that that just raises his value for me. And finally, uh, number 10, Jared Goff, uh, who I see going undrafted everywhere. Um, The QB7 last season, 4,688 yards, over 561 attempts and 32 touchdowns. to me, you can't love much like I mean, much like Matt Ryan, you can't love Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup and Todd Gurley, and not like Jared Goff. You have the Rams potentially limi- limiting Gurley's workload this season. Um, I see it a lot like you see Drew Brees. I see them limiting him to red zone goal line carries uh, for a majority of his workload, leaving Goff and Company to go up the, up and down the field. So you might see a slight downtick in touchdowns, in my opinion, but I believe the the yardage stays the same. Uh, I, if it goes up from almost 4,700 yards, uh, I will be extremely impressed, but I think it stays the same for the most part.
1: I think I think Jared Goff is another QB like Wentz or Mahomes that just mm-hmm. benefits from his the system that he's in. Like He's just going to produce yards. He's going to produce touchdowns because that offense is, is designed yep. to score points. it's it's just how it's gonna work so i i like jared goff like i said these guys down here at the bottom like if you're in a draft and these guys fall to you you should be happy with them take them with confidence that they're gonna produce numbers that are not as good as the top guys but the difference is negligible when it comes to the difference you're going to make up by drafting better running yep. backs and better wide receivers. I mean, that's, that's where you want to get.
0: Exactly. I mean, that being said, unless you want like a Mahomes or Tyreek stack or a Mahomes and Kelsey stack, or you want to stack one of those elite uh, quarterbacks with, with the elite option that you got from them in those earlier rounds, the difference between the QB2 and the QB10 last season was four points a game. The difference between the RB2 and the RB10 last season was almost eight points a game. Uh, so nearly double the difference of QB. It's a, it's, it's a very small margin from guy to guy, and it gets even worse when you go down the line. So it's, it's a position that is extremely replaceable. You can read matchups week to week and stream the position and do just fine. There, there are 32 NFL teams, 40 different quarterbacks, had a QB one finish last season. Uh, and I'd much rather build some running back or wide receiver depth and grab a guy like Josh Allen or Dak Prescott. Wayne, I know you like James Winston this season, but um, one of those guys, for me at least, that I can grab super late while everyone else is clamoring for third string running backs and wide receivers.
1: Absolutely. I think there's a lot of good QBs that are in the, the 12 to like 18 range that I would be more than happy to take knowing that I got more depth at wide receiver running back, or maybe I snuck a tight end that's elite. Um, I, I just, I've never been the kind of guy that's going to draft a QB, um, early. There's always usually somebody that's bottom of the pack that ends up in the top 10. Um, you know, not always a guarantee to get that, but, There's always that chance that you're going to get one of these late guys. I mean, there's tons of guys that we didn't even mention Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, uh, Lamar Jackson. These are guys that I think have the potential. And, you know, you never know. They could be top 10 depending on how they do, or, you know, somebody else goes down and they just. Benefit from that. I mean, we didn't even freaking mention Tom Brady. Like Tom there, Brady throws the ball. There, there it's, like you said. There are so many people that, that we didn't even mention.
0: Philip Rivers, Big Big Ben, Jameis, Dak, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, one of my favorites to grab this season. Not only because he is on the Bills, uh but from weeks eleven to seventeen last season, he was he was the RB six when it comes to rushing, not the QB six, the running back six when it comes to rushing. So, I mean, there's, there's tons of value in those late rounds mm-hmm. when it comes to QB. Uh, and Not so much when you come to the other positions um, on, your, on your roster. Next week, we will be doing a head-to-head mock draft, and we will talk about the strategies that we utilize going into the draft, some of our favorite picks in those metal rounds, and give you guys a preview into how our actual homeling draft will more than likely shake out so stay tuned follow us on instagram at the fancy football heroes subscribe on youtube if you have not already uh wayne anything you want to say to the fans listening at home
1: once again now we're getting to the nitty-gritty so good luck on any drafts that you might be having this week watch some preseason football hopefully week two we might get a little bit more action from some of the starters um and that's it
0: awesome Well, anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Deuces. Deuces.